Sometimes it takes a different approach to help you unlock your true potential. Capella University's game-changing FlexPath format helps you learn at your own pace and fit earning a degree into your life. From before you enroll to after you graduate, you'll be supported by people who are invested in your success so you can pursue your goals knowing that help is available if you need it. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Hot off the press from Maybelline New York, it's new Lifter Plump, an intense plumping lip gloss formulated with chili pepper to deliver a heated sensation for an instant plumping effect that lasts. From eight sizzling shades like Blush Blaze, Red Flag, Hot Honey, Cocoa Zing, and more. An extra-large wand applicator transforms lips in one swipe. Learn more at Maybelline.com. For a limited time, get 10% off your Lifter Plump purchase on Amazon with code 10PLUMP. Today's episode is brought to you by us, the Choose Yourself Network. James always talks about generating ideas as being the key to success, and this one is one of his most unique yet. If you invest any money in the stock market, he's put together a quick report about a controversial asset that held up even during the 2008 collapse. You can read it in just a few minutes, but it's one of the few ways the law actually helps protect your money from whatever ends up happening in the stock market. To download this free report, just go to www.jamesaltucher.com slash invest. It'll explain how to keep your money safe. So just go to www.jamesaltucher.com slash invest to learn more and get his free report today. Thanks. And now here's today's show. Don't let the mysteries of life scare you away. Instead, ask Altucher. Here's James Altucher. So I have Cassie Ho with me here today. And Cassie, correct me if I'm wrong, but you are the most popular female fitness instructor on YouTube with two and a half million followers. Yep, that's that's pretty much right. <laughs> and uh, I mean, I watched one of your videos. You had over seven million views on on a very well done video about body image. Like you're you cover lots of topics and not just uh, Pilates, basically. But uh, how often do you do videos? I do videos at least one time a week, and sometimes I'll do a food video on Thursdays. Mondays are reserved for Motivational Mondays where I do fitness videos, but I really do cover more than just fitness because fitness is more than just the physical and the vanity. It's about motivation, insight, how to nourish your body. It's so much more. Yeah, and I I, I actually think just, just in terms of business model, you really have the correct structure where it's almost like an umbrella where... Fitness is kind of the general theme, but you've then turned it into fashion design, into motivation, into uh, issues about body image and so much more. I, I think that's a, the way to go. It was because I was moving from L.A. to Boston and my real life students were going to miss me. So I put up a YouTube video literally just for 40 people and then people all over the world started watching. And so with that same intent of me being a group fitness instructor, just wanting to teach, I think that genuineness, I suppose, really shows through and that really has given me the success that I have today. It's because I'm not afraid to keep giving. And you probably heard the same thing, the more you give, the more you receive. It's like totally true and I completely live by that. Yeah, so I, I wanted to go over that. So, I mean, basically you were going this traditional career path that your parents wanted you go to, wanted you to go into. And, mm-hmm. 
at some point it was just so frustrating to you that you stopped and you've gone from there to now here you are, you know, closing in on 3 million YouTube followers and with, you know, so many popular videos, plus your own fashion wear, plus your motivational message. <laughs> I, I want to get from, from there to here. Like, what, what was the final thing that caused you to be so frustrated you finally had to make a change? Yeah, so I have, a, I'm Vietnamese and Chinese, so I came come from an Asian background, and with Asian families, the only career choices you, you have are to become a doctor, a lawyer, or an engineer of some sort, and so for me, um, because I was good at science and math, my parents really wanted me to be a doctor, but inside, I'm an extremely creative person, I'm very entrepreneurial, but they just wanted, you know, the best for the family and honor for the family and stuff like that. And even though I was getting good grades in college, I was getting A's and all my chemistry class and stuff, my passion and my heart just wasn't in it. And I told my parents, you know, I don't want to do this. And my dad literally told me, you will never speak of this again. You will not make any money if you do something else. You will not have any friends. And finally, you will not be successful if you do anything else. I, I, love, and, how, I, love, I love how he said you, you will not have any friends. I know. Isn't that weird? He literally, like, I was like, where did that come from? And it basically, I think it stems from if you don't have money, you won't have friends. I mean, ugh, it's just terrible. Um, and so... Basically, uh, when he told me to go get like you know a medical internship, I went to go get a fashion design internship behind his back, and I fell in love with um, the creativity and the ability to take things from scratch and turn it into a product and then be able to sell it. And eventually, I did graduate with an honors in biology, but I didn't do anything with that degree. I mean, I guess I do sometimes now when we write our you know ebooks and, and my book and things like that. But um, I was able to follow my passion and move to Boston and try to become a fashion buyer because you can't be a fashion designer without having three to four years of, oh, you can't even be a fashion design assistant unless you have three to four years of fashion design assistant experience. It's very weird. And so I went into fashion buying, but found that the environment was super toxic. And during that time, I was also teaching Pilates classes because that was my outlet. It was really my rock to keep me going. Um, fitness has done so much for me. And I eventually quit because one of my yoga bag designs that I was designing in college actually made it into Shape Magazine. And I took it as a sign to go all out hard. So I quit my job. I bought a ticket to China on Friday. I left on Sunday to find a manufacturer. And I was like, I'm going to go big or not going to do this at all. And then I started teaching Pilates 12 times a week to help pay the rent and pay the bills. And because I took that big plunge and I truly believed in myself, and at this point my parents weren't even talking to me anymore, I was like, I gotta live for myself or it's not worth it. So that's they, kind they, of the they had stopped talking, like if you called them, would they pick yeah. up? Um, no, they, they called me and I, I didn't pick up. That's kind of what it was more like. And were they, they to, was yeah. it painful for you? Like, did you? Yeah. It was very painful because my whole life they had been supportive. I mean, I'm, I'm an extremely obedient child. So the first uh, disobedient thing I ever did was drop out of organic chemistry to sabotage myself from not taking the MCAT. And that started everything. And um, but, but it's but, interesting, though, that right away you kind of had this um, multi-source approach to your income, which is, okay, I'm going to... I'm going to give these Pilates classes. Mm -hmm. uh, you had already done a Pilates video at this point, And mm -hmm. now you were looking at, um, uh, you know, designing your own fashion line. And, and, and you, you physically, like, went to China, yep. picked out a manufacturer, yep. I guess bought product cheap. Did you know where you were going to sell the product once you got it? 
Online. I've always done everything online. So for me, um, that that was easy setting up a website. Although I do wish in school they would teach you how to set up a website and things like that. But you know, there's always YouTube and Google, so that wasn't too difficult. So 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 did you know though that you're I mean, did you have a sense yet where your YouTube video is getting popular at this point? Yeah, so at first when I was in college, well, no, I didn't post my first video until after I graduated from college, and that was in 2009, and I was posting maybe every three months or so just because um, these, so, you know, at the at that point, YouTube was so different. I didn't know whether to call them fans or whatever, but they wanted extra videos, so I would do it every three to four months. But when I actually quit my job, which was about eight months into the job, um, I started posting one every single week, and that's when my subscribers started to grow super rapidly. And then other really big YouTubers were using my videos to lose weight for their wedding, and so it became like a very positive recommendation. You know, that I was their online trainer, and it it really grew by word of mouth, and it still does today. So, so like, were there, so, so one way, one tactic you used then was kind of this social proof aspect that you would go on other popular YouTubers videos and help them train. And so people would get used to you and then they would go to your YouTube channel and subscribe. So it wasn't really even a tactic at all. They just started using my videos because I'm sure they just typed in like ab workout and I mm -hmm. showed up and they would do it and it worked and they just vlogged about it. So I never went out and actually told anyone, you need to do this video, please share this video. I don't do that. And were there any other tactics or strategies you used to get more popular on YouTube? Um, I'm always going to go back to what I always say is creating better content and becoming a better instructor because whether it's in my classes and I'm trying to you know, fill my room with 40 people and next week I want 50 people. It's about actually teaching a better class. So for me, it's about giving better content in terms of like, you know, showing up higher in results and things like that. Like I, I'm not too advanced at that. I'll try to hash or tag things that I think people might pick up, but it really always goes back to the content yeah, and my personality. I, I and I, I've become more um, personable from my first video to now. I'm very open and I'll just like kind of vlog while I'm teaching a workout class, which is unique. Like how long did it take basically before you had, let's say your first hundred thousand subscribers? When did you know, like what, what was the number where you knew, wow, I could make a, a living from this? You know, I actually think the number was a hundred thousand and I believe it was in 2012 in the summer and YouTube had picked me to go over to London to make some content about the Olympics. And I think I had just reached a hundred thousand then and I felt so like official. Wow. When you, when YouTube yeah. called you to go to London, were you like, uh -huh. oh my God? Yeah. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> and so, so, cool. so, so again, it's, it's, I have your book right in front of me. It's a uh, hot body year round. Uh, uh, the YouTube ch channel is Blogilates. So you're a fitness instructor, fitness instructor, YouTuber, book writer. Uh, you do workout calendars, a blog, meetups, athletic wear. Like how did you start getting into all multiple sources of income? Like what happened next? Yeah. So Basically, everything goes back to the fans. They always do. They kind of are in control in a sense of what content I create next. So at the end of my videos, I always ask, well, what body part do you want to work next? So everyone's saying like, no, butt workouts. I'll do a butt workout. And um, as far as the clothing line, so I used to just design yoga bags and gym bags. And that was a completely separate thing from Blogilates, just me being Cassie Hoa designer. Um, but once Blogilates started growing on my Facebook, on my Facebook page, my fans were like, okay. Oh, Cassie, you should have Blogilates fan gear. And I was like, 
huh, that's interesting, because it was two separate things at first. And so when I first put up my shirt, I think back then we had a contest for the first shirt ever, and the girl who won created a uh, design that said muffin tops are for muffins only. I probably wouldn't sell that shirt now. It's kind of offensive, but back then when the group was smaller, everyone really liked it. So uh, that was, it was because of the fans. And then after that, I was inspired to do even more and more, and then eventually moving we have the inspirational workout shirts, but now we have water bottles, we have yoga mats, we have Pilates rings, and now we have my own activewear line in which we are like physically manufacturing overseas and designing here in California. So it's pretty cool, and it's all inspired by the fans. Wow. How many people do you have working in your – it's a real business. Like how many people do you have yeah. working for you? About 10 people and a lot of contractors. That's incredible. So um, – you know, in the one video I saw that had uh, 7 million views, it was about body image. And, like, you were essentially responding to a comment, at least in the video, where mm -hmm. someone called you fat. And now, mm -hmm. obviously, you're not fat, but everybody is concerned about their body image, whether they're thin or fat or normal or whatever. Yeah. And um, how it, – it, it's I find on YouTube or blogging or podcasting or whatever, no matter how – emotionally sensitive you are and, and aware, it's still hard to deal with negative people. Like it's always a difficult thing no matter what, particularly when they press your buttons. So what do mm -hmm. you do? Like what are your tactics for, for dealing with that? Yeah, so in the beginning, like when you know, you, you're first starting out on YouTube, it, it's scary and it's mean and it makes you cry and then eventually get used to it. But the reason for, uh, the reason why I created The Perfect Body was because there were some really crazy comments that started to come several months ago from, I don't think they were fans, I think they were just trolls from other channels coming over to create controversy. And it was really upsetting my fans too, because this has nothing to do with positivity or, you know, changing your body to your own best potential. And so it inspired me to almost make a... Um, a video to explain to people why the way I look doesn't have anything to do with the type of person that I am inside, how good of an instructor I am, and all that kind of stuff. It's making me really, really upset. And so I paired up with Smashbox Studios to do some crazy effects, um, uh, post-production effects. So essentially the idea was everyone's always telling me like, oh, well, your butt too, is too small. Your waist isn't thin enough. Your boobs aren't big enough. It's just like, oh my God, seriously. And so I was like, what if I took all those comments and I molded my body to look like what they wanted me to look like. And essentially after hundreds and hundreds of hours of uh, editing this video, we got this effect where I'm looking at myself in the mirror, not liking my flaws essentially that people see and then sculpting myself and at the end. I look at myself in the mirror and even though I, I have now more of a Kim Kardashian-esque body inside, I'm still really unhappy. And at the end of the video, I ask the viewers, what would you change? And that really drew a lot of conversation. And eventually the video got shared all over. It was trending on Facebook. I was on Good Morning America, homepage of Yahoo. And it really got people talking. So in a sense, how do I deal with the haters and stuff? Well, you just have to be bigger than them. And for me, this video really did that. And I'm just really happy so many people shared it with their daughters, their mothers, their sisters. And it, it got the attention that I think it deserved. You know, and you've been, this is not the first time you've been a magnet around the concept of body image. Like there was the issue in 2014 where you, where you noticed that Target had kind of airbrushed 
uh, a model in one of their ad campaigns? Um, basically, I was shopping on the Target website for a new bathing suit, and this one model had a square crotch, and I was like, what? It's like someone just took a really, it did a really bad eraser job on in Photoshop and just like made her have a bigger thigh gap, because thigh gaps are a thing. So wait, um, wait, they, they erased her crotch? They erased her uh, part of her crotch and increased the width between her thighs. And they did a really bad job. It was almost like somebody had done that to, like, like sabotage Target or something. I mean, it was ridiculous. And, and then what happened? <laughs> and then I wrote about it on my blog. And then everyone picked it up and they started talking about it. So I, I, I like to, not that I like to oust people. It's not that. But when I see something that's not and it's not good for the women or anyone in our society growing up to feel like I'm not beautiful enough because the width between my thighs is not big enough. Like, I mean, that's ridiculous. And why do you need to do that? The model was already very skinny. The bathing suit looked really good. Like, there was no point. And so I just, I talk about those things because that's weird and that's ridiculous. So, okay. So, so reeling back to 2009, like your YouTube's starting to, to come up. You're giving your Pilates classes. You just signed up a Chinese manufacturer. <laughs> What happens next that actually gets you into business? Let me think. So 2009, 2010 was quitting, I think. And then uh, for a while, I was just teaching Pilates classes in Boston for maybe another year or so while I was making YouTube videos. And eventually, I moved back to California and uh, began. See, there, there was a lot of moving in between, but eventually, I moved back to L.A., and I began to take the whole YouTube video making and everything a lot more seriously and actually hire a tiny crew to come over and film me and really up our production value. And then I started getting brand deals and um, just opportunities to work with great partners. Well, what does a brand deal mean? What does a brand deal mean? Okay, so for example, if... Jamba Juice has a new line of smoothies or something, and they want me to advertise that, then we talk about it and see how can I organically put that into my content, like in a YouTube video or an Instagram post, so that it can help them um, get more attention for their new product. And so essentially, a YouTuber then becomes the ad agency as well as the content creator as well as the production. And so it, it's very interesting because in the beginning, I would say like three, four years ago, when I started getting these brand deals, the companies would say, all right, this is your script. You need to say this, this, and this, and make sure you hit it within the first 30 seconds of the video. And obviously, when creators do that, it's very not on brand for the creator. The fans know they're being a sellout. And so now the tables have truly turned, and now brands are saying, all right, this is our product. How do you want to talk about it? And so it's been a really interesting relationship and uh, to see how, how much more they trust us because we know how to talk to our fans. That's, you know really, that's really interesting because, like, in podcasting, for instance, yeah. it's still very much like, okay, you got to hit this in the first five seconds, yeah. and in the middle, you've got to hit this. And it's almost like classic radio when the reality is when you have this separation between the brand and the creator, it doesn't yeah. work. Like, it's not going to sell. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I, I don't, I haven't gotten into podcasting yet, at least I have dreams of doing that. But I guess people are just so used to hearing that style of ad on the radio so i think it's more easily taken in but like when you're watching a youtube video you're super invested and so if someone starts like selling at you when they're coming there to spend time with you and listen to you then it's just a lot more jarring so how did you start selling your own clothing via the youtube videos 
Well, I would start wearing them in the YouTube videos and then I would blog about it. It was just became a very organic thing and people wanted to be a part of the brand. They wanted to be with the brand. And so um, fans would start taking pictures. Once they bought the clothes, they would take the pictures, put it on Instagram and share with each other. And it was literally the coolest thing, seeing people wear your creations. That's kind of how that started. That must be amazing, actually. It almost makes me want to be a fashion designer. Yes, you should do it, James. <laughs> maybe, maybe I'll try. So, you know, you know, you you you've also have a lot of different opinions on diet. Like I've I've read your book, and there's so many different recipes. It's all healthy, um, but you know, everybody's got different opinions on what a good diet is, what good nutrition is, what good exercise it is. Again, how do you let it? How do you not let it get to you when pe- people criticize your own ways of eating clean and losing weight and so on? Yeah, I think it goes back to educating people and letting them know that my way is not the only way. It just is what works for me. And a lot of times people get really stubborn, especially with nutrition. They feel like if you are not doing it the way they're doing it, then you're doing it wrong and and you're a terrible person. It gets just super personal. But to be honest, like we're all made up of different genes, of different cells. We have different food allergies and things. We cannot all be eating the same thing. And of course you have those friends who can eat hamburgers all day and they're super thin and you know I may eat super clean, but I have a harder time losing weight. You just really gotta experiment on your own body and see what works for you. And it's about giving people that knowledge and that power for them to figure it out for themselves. I think that's the most important thing I can do. You know, um, your, your YouTube, your career or YouTube business is very similar to the YouTube businesses of many people I've spoken to. So like I've spoken to people in beauty and, um, kind of vlogging, uh, I've all, all across the YouTube spectrum. And they all have a similar business in that it's not just the YouTube videos, but it's other products, mm-hmm. it's other uh, lines, like you have, you have books, uh, you have the fashion line and so on. What's your typical day like? Like, how do you manage all these different facets of your business? Well, every day is super different. Um, right now, one of our focuses is with my Pop Pilates program. So it's actually the, the program that you see online that I do. It's Pilates to Pop Music. And we just partnered with 24 Hour Fitness um, beginning last year to turn it into a certification program and get instructors to actually teach this format live in classes, wow. which is super duper crazy because as a group fitness instructor, and I've been teaching for 10 years, um, just two years ago, I was like, I don't even know how that happens or how I would do that, but because I've been, like I said, the more you give, the more you receive, and things just come to you, and it's just like magic almost. Right now, that's what we're focusing on, so a lot of it has to do with making sure that our instructors are teaching the new choreography correctly, and it's me coming up with new moves and um, updating the manual and things like that. But on other days, like Wednesdays for me, are always film days. And so I wake up, I do my hair and makeup, and then I either we either set up in my house or um, in a studio or something, and, and we rock out a few videos. It may be a food video day, or it may be a fitness video day. Other times I'm in meetings all the time trying to resolve issues or meet with new brand partners and stuff. And a normal, normal day, I'm sitting at the office right now in front of my computer and I have a couple of graphic designers, my technical designer with me and, uh, and also my other business partner with me. Like, and we, it's just like a normal day, just getting through social media and making sure blog posts are up and um, doing social media for products and making sure that fans are happy receiving mail from fans. I mean, it's like so different every day. It's almost like this ecosystem. And at the same time, 
We're also creating the calendar for the next month. I mean, there's just like so many things. I almost can't really give you a clear answer. That's why my answer was really long-winded and probably didn't No, no, that's great. <laughs> Can you imagine if you were like a doctor and not doing all of this? Yeah, no, it's just not me. And you know what? Honestly, like there's so many other people that could be way better doctors than me. So let somebody who has the passion for it do it. Like I don't need to do that. And I totally appreciate them. It's just that I, I know myself I wouldn't be good. I mean, so, okay, so you were starting this business, you yeah. were expanding out, you were getting uh, brands aligned with you, you were getting, um, you know, your, your fashions, uh, where people were buying your clothes, you were doing your Pilates videos. Uh, at what point did you start hiring people for support? Like, when did you start to need help? When, when was a low point where you were like, oh my God, I'm overwhelmed? <laughs> okay, so I think two years ago, it was just me and my boyfriend, and he was filming my videos for me, and then I would go back and edit them literally the night before and put them up the next day. It was like crazy, and all we would do is film and edit, film and edit, film and edit. I literally was dying, so I was like, okay, I need to hire someone to help me edit. But even that was a really difficult process because your editing style becomes almost like your signature. And if your editing style changes, your fans will know and you'll see it in the views. And so I went through multiple, maybe several video editors until I found someone that could kind of duplicate my style. Um, but so that was, a, that was a couple years ago. But then actually about maybe two months ago, two months ago, we moved from my house into an actual office building where I'm sitting right now and I have several other people here with me and we we hired on a bunch of people to help out because what I realized was that along with being a fitness instructor and the creative director and everything of Vlogilates, I was doing a lot of graphic design. I'm talking about like designing the back of the calendar when it comes out, designing logos and everything. It's just so much design involved when you run an online business because it's all about your visual presence. And so um, now I have two graphic designers and I overlook them, making sure that they look on brand and we're being more uh, exciting with our graphics and things like that. So the big one of the big change came a couple a couple months ago and also we're building out Blogilates Studios, which is really exciting so that I don't have to be shooting out of my house anymore. So that's actually right below our office, and it just got completed a couple days ago. Can you, can you consider uh, monetizing, let's say if someone's a certified pop Pilates instructor mm -hmm. and they start doing videos, can you mm -hmm. kind of help them and start um, you know, monetizing their videos, you know, taking a split of their profits? So that would have to mean I would have to be an MCN or a multi-channel network. So technically, no, I wouldn't be able to do that right now unless I had a, a network and they rolled it underneath me. Um, but we do encourage our Pilates instructors to go out and create videos and do Instagram posts and create content because in the end, it just helps our brand and right. gets more people certified and more students taking the classes. Why did you decide to uh, make a book? I mean, obviously, making your book is, is beautifully laid out. Like, it's beautifully designed. It's incredible. Mm -hmm. That was a lot of work. And yeah, oh my I God, know for, that was so much work. My uh, guess we, is it's that book took two, two years. That was a lot of writing. And the thing with blogging is that you have lots of great content, but it is all over the place. And it's... It's unusable unless you have a guide on how to use it. And so the reason for the book was to create an ultimate like Blogilates Bible with all my signature Pop Pilates moves, all the recipes, not old recipes from the blog, these are all brand new recipes, and basically my philosophy on healthy living, healthy eating, and things like that. 
And we went all out for that because it's called Hot Body Year Round. So it's about how to stay motivated and how to stay fit within every season. Because as you probably know, during Christmas, you probably don't want to work out as much and there's so much more great food around. But then during summer, it's like, you know, swimsuit season. You might want to just work a little bit harder. And so those are real things that we deal with in the book about how we feel about ourselves also and, and how we need to nourish ourselves. So with that concept, I wanted to make sure that my pictures were incredible. I didn't want to just do them in front of a white wall and, and you know, a transparent background or whatever. I wanted to actually go to Boston in the fall for the foliage, like to take pictures against those red leaves for the fall portion. Like I wanted it to feel seasonal. And so that's why it took so long uh, for the book to come together. But we did that and I feel really proud of it. It's my first book and we did it with Random House and the fans were really excited about it too. You should write like a novel or something because now you have so many <laughs> fans who will buy what, what, you, what you put out there. They'll buy, they'll buy fiction, buy, you know, write some kind of fiction. You know what I want to write next? I want to write like a, like how to, not, not like this, but like, like a how to follow your dreams and, and actually achieve them style type book. Because there's so many times that I want to get into that, but I don't because I put out a fitness video on Mondays and then an eating video on Thursdays. And it's really more about like the actual like technical content that we're putting out. But sometimes I really do want to get more into the business side of things. I feel like that would be a cool book to write. Would well, you read well, that? I mean, yeah. you're, you're super successful. You don't need to read that. But No, um, no, no. I think, I yeah. think process is just as much art as the art itself. Mm. So, so for people to see what's behind the scenes in Cassie Ho's life, uh, mm -hmm. that would be incredible. And I'll tell you why I know that. So I know about you because I was watching my 13-year-old daughter. She does Pilates every day to your what? videos. Wow. So I would want to do them with her. Like, I want to get in shape too. So <laughs> we'd watch your videos. And so I asked her, and she's only 13 years old, but she's very, I'm, I'm a proud parent. And mm -hmm. she, she helped me uh, research you and come up with the questions and a lot of what I'm asking you is about your process here because she wanted to know about your process. So, oh, wow. she, so she's your ideal fan, right? Like she watches you every day. When, when your email, when I wrote to you and then your email popped up responding to me, she saw my email, which I don't know why she's reading my email, but she <laughs> saw my email and she's like, oh my God, dad. And she was like running all around the house. Oh my it, God. So, no wait what's her name her name is molly altucher molly oh my goodness okay i i need to go visit you guys at some point we'll do a live class together definitely she's she felt bad she couldn't actually make it to this uh interview she had to be someplace but she helped me come up with these questions because what was interesting to her she already sees your videos she already read your book she already knows your recipes but what uh -huh. was she was fascinated by and what i'm always fascinated by is the process behind how did you become who you are because for instance I'll, I'll give you an example she loves mm -hmm. the fact that not only are you a Pilates instructor but you're a fashion designer so mm -hmm. what advice would you give someone like her who wants mm -hmm. to be a fashion designer so so good because I know when I was in high school and college I would go on Google if it was there at that point and look up how to be a fashion designer and I couldn't actually find the steps like it was really hard or anything was behind some shady ebook or something. And I, I just like, it was really, really difficult. And honestly, what I did was, cause we started manufacturing in Oakland. I went through the yellow pages. I'm talking about the physical yellow pages. And I just 
called like 27 numbers until somebody picked up and was like, yeah, I can make bags. And that's how I did it. Otherwise, it's really hard to figure this stuff out. Even when you go to school, it's hard to figure it out, I would say. Right. So so if you're talking to uh, a young lady or, or man right now, what advice would you give if they want to be a fashion designer? Well, right now, um, I think there's so many different ways to do it because there's like Kickstarter campaigns and things like that. They'll make it easy for you to earn the capital you need to get started. But of course, it's about actually creating a product that people need. Like, you don't need to, I mean, if someone's already, oh, this is my opinion. If if you have an idea that's truly unique and it solves a problem, then you have something golden with you and you need to invest, whether it's your own money or take loans or something, into this sample. You got to get the sample right. You got to test the sample, make sure it works, make sure it fits. And then after that, um, I would make a small run. So maybe that for someone in making 20 units, maybe it's 100, just a tiny, tiny wreck. Put up a website. There's so many websites that you can literally put up in 10 minutes, like a Shopify, a Highwire, or something like that. And then take, take some great photos because online is about making sure it looks really good. So great lighting. There's lots of tutorials on YouTube or Google on how to take a great product photo. And then a, amazing copy and description to describe your product. Set a price. Look at your competitors. See if you want to be high-end, a lower-end, you want to be prices, whatever. See what works. Um, come up with a great company name and like just literally put it out there. And you may want to put um, it, obviously start your social media channels for it. Make sure you have an Instagram, a Twitter, maybe even a YouTube and just begin the conversation. And for a lot of people, I think it's about just putting your stuff out there because if you don't, no one's ever going to know about it and you're not going to know if it's good or bad anyway. So you got to put it out there and test as much as you can. Yeah, so testing is testing is really key. Like, so because maybe one, maybe three products won't work, but one product mm -hmm. will. Mm -hmm. um, but it's what true. what you just described to me right there, that's a YouTube video that could get five million views because your your process would inspire like every young fashion designer. Like you said, all there is out there is shady eBooks describing mm -hmm. what you just described so simply and basically. Mm, that's a great idea, James. I might just have to do that. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I hope you do it. And, and she was also interested really in just your whole view on how you built up your YouTube channel, how you, uh, you know, how you made the decision to like pursue your live stream, like, like what you just told me, how it could be very interesting, the process of, look, you had so much parental pressure. And we just got that question this morning. I got an email from somebody who's, whose parents wanted them to be a doctor. They paid for his education, so they thought he owed them, and he didn't know what to do. So many people don't know how to pursue their life stream, how to find it, how to pursue it, how to say no to their parents. Yeah. And you have, you have those answers. Yeah, and it's really hard, this whole thing with the parents and stuff. It's so real, and it's so true. I get emails all the time saying, like, uh, in fact, uh, last week I was in Dallas at a Papalotti's training. We had about 24 people in there between seasoned instructors and, you know, new fans that want to, want to come fitness instructors. One girl came up to me crying and she's saying, like, I'm going through the exact same thing that you went through with your parents. And I was like, tell me more about it. She's like, my parents don't know that I'm here right now at this training because I so want to do this, but they won't support me, so I can't tell them. And, you know, I hugged her and told her, you know what, just keep doing what's right in your heart and they'll understand one day and you know she was just in tears and it's just like it's not the first time I've heard that I've done dealt with it myself and one of my blogger friends her brother um went to college and he was you know his parents wanted him to be a doctor and he really didn't want to and he actually attempted suicide luckily it didn't follow through but
mean, at certain points, even when I was in college, I had dark thoughts. And it, it just, it rips you apart not knowing how to live for yourself versus live for your parents when all they do is say that, you know, if you don't do this, we'll honor the family, you're a disappointment. Like, it's it's too much pressure. And I really think that's a problem that we have in the, the Asian uh, family culture life thing. It's just, it's terrible. And I try to educate my parents more and more about it. And, like, they look back now and they're like, oh, well, you know, we weren't that bad. But really, they were terrible. <laughs> well, it's really interesting how just instinctively or perhaps also watching your peers, you did, you did, you have done all of the things that I've seen all of the best successful YouTubers do, which is have multiple sources of income, mm-hmm. you use YouTube as a very honest vehicle for expressing your message around all of these different sources of income and so on. And, mm-hmm. and, and you've built up your audience very organically. Yep. Like, that's right. Like that's two and right. a half million. What was it like that when you got the first million? Oh, I remember exactly the day I got the first million. It was literally New Year's Eve. I was in San Francisco, and um, we were at this New Year's Eve party. I was like, I just need to hit a million before midnight. We didn't, but we did at 5 a.m. the next day. And the great thing, the funny thing about fitness is that people, like, basically beginning now until, uh, like, the end of December, my views won't be as crazy if I just do fitness videos, but... On literally January 1st, my subscribers my subscribers will grow by four times that first day. And it's just like the gym. You'll see it all the way until probably the end of February that it's crazy, crazy subscribers and crazy, crazy views. Um, but that's why I always remember when I first hit the first million. I, and it was really, really special to me because just like when I hit 100,000, I felt real. But when I got to a million, I was like, okay, I'm really real now. <laughs> that's great. Well... Congratulations so much, and thank you again for making all these videos because my daughter is like in excellent shape right now. I can't even believe it. She just oh beat goodness. me in like ping pong for the first time ever. So, Oh my goodness, that's so crazy. I got to send you guys over some stuff, and I hope to meet you and your daughter one day. Yeah, definitely. Well, and people can find you on the Blogilates, uh <laughs> YouTube channel. I think if you just Google Cassie Ho YouTube, you'll get to the Blog Lottie's YouTube channel. But also your book is uh, Hot Body Year Round by Cassie Ho, and it has everything from exercises to recipes, and it's really uh, a beautiful book. I highly recommend it. And thanks so much for, for spending the time to talk to me. Thank you so much, James. Okay, bye, Cassie, and we'll definitely okay. meet at some point. All right, all right. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Now that's what we call done. Visit StansberryRadioChooseYourself.com to download our free report called The Choose Yourself Stories and check back daily for more Ask Altucher. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.